Welcome today to our online internet church service. Why don't you join me today in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And before we jump into today's message, we're going to honor the Lord by bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19, a feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers everything. Just say that right where you're sitting at today. Say money answers everything. Praise the Lord. Um, concerning the subject of money, it's interesting because we need it in so many areas of natural living on this earth. Everything that's under your ownership is going to need maintenance at some time or another. Even if you have an electric car and you don't have to change the oil and you don't have to service the engine because there is no engine, still you're going to have to eventually change the tires. It's going to need some maintenance from occasion to occasion. Same thing with your house. You know, after a period of time, you'll look up at your roof and you'll notice those shingles. Wow, they look like they're getting kind of uh, kind of thinned out, kind of wore out. Well, maybe it's, you know, they've been up there for 25 years or something, and it's time to get a new roof on up there, get some new shingles, or whatever it might be. But my friends, eventually, you're going to have to do some maintenance, whether it's fresh paint, things like that. What answers those questions about, hey, fix this. Money does. It's able to answer so many of the things that we see around us in the natural when you send your children off to school, you have to clothe them and you have to give them the proper books and the proper materials. And then later when they get in junior high or high school, maybe they want to get engaged in a certain sport and now they need some extra money to be involved in that. Or maybe they want to be involved in band and now they need to buy an instrument. And so you need some extra money for that. But money answers those questions, those needs. It will address all of those issues and it will be able to have the yes response because you have the Lord's provision, the Lord's blessing. Everything answers to money. If you go to work, you're going to need some work clothes that are appropriate for your career field. And so how do you respond to that? What do you need? You need some money to be able to go out and do that. You need to be able to take care of yourself. And, you know, if you have health insurance and you have a dental plan, it seems like most of the dental plans that are out there, they'll clean your teeth. That's all they'll cover. If you want anything beyond that, anything that's cosmetic, or, you know, if you have a pain back there and your root canal, God forbid, or something like that, then my friends, how do you, how do you deal with those things? You have to have the money out of pocket money to be able to cover those type of expenses that maybe a health insurance plan wouldn't cover. If you want to get your hair cut, what do you, what do you do to fix that? Well, you need some money, go to the barber ladies. If you want to get your nails done, how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, you have to have some extra money, go down to the salon and get all fixed up. Praise God. My friends, money answers everything, all of the natural things. Now, we're not talking about the spiritual things about, you know, dealing with your sins or dealing with getting to heaven or something like that. We're talking about the natural things down here on the earth. Money answers everything. And that includes preaching the gospel. How are we going to get, get the gospel preached over there? Well, let's send printed books over there or how we're we going to do that. We need a printing press. We need a way to print the books. Well, those printing presses are quite expensive. They can go in the six-figure numbers very, very quickly. Matter of fact, you can't even really get a good printing press for uh, anything under $200,000 if you want something that's commercial that can really put the books out. So, you know, if you want to use that for gospel evangelism, that means there needs to be money invested into that. So whether it's books, whether it's the Internet, still somebody's going to have to build out the website. Preferably, you shouldn't do it yourself. It probably is not going to come out too good unless you're a web designer. So you need to be able to hire somebody to do that. And then we have these other uh, vehicles of, of spreading the gospel through television and on and on it goes crusades. But even if you go and you do a overseas meeting, whether you're going to do it at a ballroom or in a stadium, somebody has go is going to have to rent that facility and make a payment on that facility so that you can use it and bring people in and not stand outside and get rained on. Praise God. All of that requires money and the gospel responds to that. Praise the Lord. The message, the message in a sense is free. And also what Jesus purchased for us, that's been paid for with his own shed blood. 
So that also, in a sense, is free. Salvation is free. But to get it to the people, to get it to the people, the, maybe we could call it the pipeline through which the gospel flows, that is going to require what? Money. So money answers so many things that are around us. And when we have it, we can see that our needs are met because every person has essential needs that need to be met so that you're, you know, you're not stressed out. You're not distracted. Everything's covered in that area of your life with all of your essentials and having extra allows you to reach into the lives of others and be the blessing that God intends for you to be. Praise God. So today, as you bring the tithe and the offerings into the storehouse of God, just bring them in with joy, knowing that you're going to have more than enough, because anything that would arise, any, anything that would arise, you will realize money can speak to that situation, and money can deal with that. Why? Money answers everything. Money answers everything. Praise God. So you're going to have more than enough to do the work that God has called you to. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that as they're bringing the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of God, that provision always be rich, plentiful, abundant, and strong in their lives, that whenever these questions arise, what are we going to do about this? They'll know, Father, that money answers that. Wow. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise, Father. We thank you that we can use money to send young men and women to Bible college. Father, we can use money to print Bibles. We can use money to build hospitals. We can use money to alleviate the suffering of humanity. Father God, we can feed the hungry. We can clothe the naked. We can do all of these things with money. So we thank you. Help us to see it in the right light, the biblical light, Father, that it has great value. It has great value. Thank you, Father. Let us not look at money as something that's dirty, as some people would call it, dirty money, uh, filthy rich. But, Father, let us see it as a vehicle of blessing. Thank you, Father God, to a lost and dying world that needs Christ. Father, we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, those of you that are mailing your tithes and offerings in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28654. If you would like to bring your tithes and offerings in online, you can do so. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And you can go there anytime and bring them in into the storehouse of the Lord. Also, on our website, there's a header that's called Projects. There's two current projects we're focused on. And they're both moving forward in a wonderful way. And if you would like to sow into any, any one of those two or both of them, that would be a great blessing. Please visit the website. Click on the header called Projects. You'll see the Fence Project. You'll see the Hangar Project. And thank you for giving into those as well. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, what a blessing to have money. What a blessing to have extra, to have more than enough. I tell you what, it is the... It is the plan of God for you to be in that blessed position. Woo! Praise the Lord. There are those in the church that would criticize prosperity, that would try to really even demean money, that it's not important, despite uh, blazing scriptures like this one from Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19, written by Solomon, the, right, the wisest man to ever live besides Jesus. Okay? the wisest man ever to walk on the earth besides Jesus. He knew what money could do. Wow. And you could even use money as leverage to bring people into the kingdom. Mm -mm. Yes, you can. Praise God. Feed them a good hot meal. They're starving. They're starving. They don't want to hear about the gospel. They need some food. Feed them a good hot meal and then tell them about Jesus, how much he loves them. Praise God. I tell you what, you can use it as leverage to reach and touch the heart cords of people, to give them the opportunity to have the knowledge of God presented to them. What a blessing. What a joy. Father, we praise you in Jesus' name. All right. Let's jump into today's message. I felt led greatly, greatly led of the Holy Spirit to call today's message, Bases Loaded. In baseball, for those of you that are familiar with the sport of baseball, uh, you know this. So, many of you in America grew up watching it. They call it America's sport. 
I believe that it still is. But if you live in some other part of the world and you're not really familiar with the game of baseball, uh, let me just explain it briefly. Uh, a batter comes up and you want to get a hit. In other words, hit the ball somewhere so that you can get on base. Okay. So there's three bases, first, second, and third base. And Ideally, what you would like to see happen is to get the bases loaded where you've got you've got one of your guys on every single base and then you could get somebody to come up who can hit a home run. And that's called the grand slam because everybody goes around the bases and comes home to the home base and you just got uh, the great grand slams kind of rare still happens it's, it's always fun to see when it happens in, in baseball but I, I strongly felt impressed by the Holy Spirit that if you get your bases loaded okay the three bases we're going to talk about today if you'll get them loaded up the Lord will step up to the bat and he's going to help you he's going to help you hit the home run he's going to step into you praise God and the anointing of the Lord will come on you and I tell you what you're going to see all of these things come home. You're going to see them all cross the home plate. I really believe it. And I tell you what, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on this. So let's get ready to load up the bases. We're actually going to do it in this service. I'm going to help you load all three of your bases, and you're going to hit the grand slam. Woo, praise the Lord. You know, I was mindful of the dream that Prophet Bob Jones had years back about the baseball game and in the baseball game it was a game between really the God between God and the devil and you know the devil's got his players and God has his players and so it came down to the the ninth inning which is the last inning and you know the scores tied up and so you know the ones that go up to bat on the Lord's side because the devil's already had his attempt and so he couldn't do anything so now God's team is up and it's the last inning so he has uh his batters go up. I believe the first one to uh, go, uh, you know, bat lead, lead off at bat would be uh, Love. And Love got a single because Love never fails. And so Love got on base, and then another batter got on base, and another one got on base. And so the bases were loaded. And then uh, the next batter uh, came up to bat, and that was the Lord's greatest batter, the, the, the best hitter that he had on the team. Uh, but when he walked up, to to bat the devil just totally relaxed he said oh we got this guy because this this batter was like the smallest guy on the team and he looked totally unassuming he didn't even look like like a major league batter like you know big strong knock the ball out of the park type guy uh because the batter that came up was his name was grace and the devil thought oh we've got this guy but i tell you bob bob jones said he watched the game and when uh the pitch was thrown to grace he said Grace hit that ball so hard, harder than any other batter could hit it, that it just, you know, off it went. And uh, somehow it hit the devil in the head or something like that. It's a fun story that Bob, jo Bob Jones talked about. Beautiful story. But here's the thing. If you get the bases loaded, God's going to help you to bring them all, all your runners home. So let's go to work on it today. Praise the Lord. First of all, let's go over to Jeremiah chapter 29 very familiar scripture you know it well but let's look at it very quickly Jeremiah 29 verse 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope so God has thoughts he has plans he's got this thing all lined up for you okay so you want to sync with God's plans you want to get insight into his thoughts why? Because it's all good. And you're going to walk this thing out, and you're going to see God do amazing things in your life, I believe, this year. All right, so knowing that it's good, let's jump over now to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And we're going to get the bases loaded up real good, okay? Now, Heavenly Father, as we're jumping into your word to study today's message, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures that we can get our bases loaded and then see that there will be the grand slam. We thank you, Father God. It's all coming in, and it's coming in this year in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify in other words set you apart completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ there you have it my friends one of the classic statements in the in the Bible that declares that as a human that we have a three-part nature 
Okay, so when you see me sitting here, you see like the house that I live in. You see the body that I live in. But as we all know, you're more than just a body. Okay, you're more than just like organic material. You have a body, but it's better to think of it like this. You have a body, which is the facility, the, the, the physical structure that you live in, but you also have a soul. And your soul is inside of your body. Your soul is your emotions, your will. And your will is very, very important. The soul has a lot to do with the mental area, okay? And then you also have the spirit. So you have body, soul, and spirit. And there is a difference between soul and spirit. There's a vast difference. Even we're actually told in the book of Hebrews that the Word of God, the Rhema, living Word of God, is a sword that can separate between soul and spirit. The very fact that they can be divided or separated tells you that there's a difference between the two. Although they are very similar in some ways, and the soul can overlap a little bit, the spirit still is its own, is its own unique feature. So you have a body, which is where you live. You have a soul, your emotions, your mind your mentality, okay, your way of thinking, your thought life, and then you also have your spirit. Woo, praise the Lord. Now, this is very exciting. All right, so what we're going to do today is we're going to get the bases loaded in your spirit, soul, and body. Woo, praise God. That's what we're going to do today. This is the Jeremiah 29-11 plan that God has for you, and since you are uh, made up of three distinct natures okay three distinct qualities spirit soul and body we're going to get a base loaded for each one each base is going to be loaded and you're going to see it all come in this year praise God now we're actually going to start with the soul now I notice that scripture here says spirit soul and body that is the divine order that is the original order that Adam was created in. But because of sin, it was reversed. And even many Christians, they, they get it backwards. They actually misquote this verse. This is actually one of the misquote, most misquoted verses in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, because most people, most Christians even, will quote it, body, soul, spirit. Now, why do they say it backwards? Because... That, that really reveals how they live their life. They're more body or physical conscience. In other words, they're more sense-oriented conscience than they are anything else. So they have the body first, then they have the soul next. The soul is that emotional realm, okay? So they, they would put that second. And then the spirit, which is made in the image of God, okay, your spirit, which was born again. By the way, your body was not born again when you were saved. Neither was your soul born again, or your mind, or your will, your emotions. They certainly weren't born again, but your spirit was. So when you received new life in Christ, what was saved? What was born again? What part of you? Well, certainly not your body, because if you had brown hair before you got saved, after you got saved, you still had brown hair. Your eye color didn't change. Your height didn't change. Nothing changed with your body. So it's not your soul either, because even after you're saved, you still have to work with your thought life. You still have to work on renewing your mind, and you'll have to do that until you go home to be with the Lord. And so will I. That's just something that as Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we are just constantly working on our minds, renovating, renewing our minds, washing them with the Word of God. So if your brain or your mind was born again, you wouldn't have to do that. So the fact that it wasn't tells us we need to keep working on that. So what was born again? Your spirit. Your spirit before you were saved was spiritually dead. It was, it was you were active in the world, but you were dead in sin. You were at, because you, if the spirit leaves the body, the body just falls down. Okay, the body's not going anywhere without the spirit because you just stepped out of your body. Okay, but even when you were alive, living on the earth, when you were unsaved, your spirit was there, but your spirit was dead in sin. Okay, dead in sin. You had the nature of your of your father that that would be Satan. Okay, so any unbeliever. No matter how nice they are, no matter how sweet they may seem to be, if they are not born again, you have to realize their spirit is dead and it has a sin nature. Well, you may think, well, Pastor Stephen, they're nice. 
Well, yeah, they, they may be nice. They may not cuss. They may not drink. They may not be immoral. They may be a good person. But if you put them in the right environment or the right atmosphere, uh, you know, where there is lawlessness and all of that, you would see, you would see that there is a difference. So you pass from death to life through the new birth experience and your spirit was born again and now you are alive on the inside so you you have spirit soul and body so we're going to load the bases we're going to put a runner on first second and third spirit soul body praise the lord now what we want to do as we're going to load up the bases in this actual meeting today what we're going to do is we're actually going to load up the the soul first because your soul bless your heart your soul needs some comfort have you ever heard the phrase soul food it's food that you eat that makes you feel good hallelujah makes you happy maybe maybe it's not too good for your heart or your arteries but it just makes you feel good a good meal praise the lord and so your soul in order to function in the earth it needs to have some comfort that's why the holy spirit is the comforter he helps us and that helps your soul a whole lot also we see in the book of Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 referring to Jesus it says you are worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created so your soul needs some pleasure your soul needs some color your soul needs some soul food so I want to touch the area of your soul first so that you're happy and that you don't think you just have to be like the Spartan Christian that's going through life you know trying to you know you know just uh, grind through life and not have any fun praise the Lord so let's today let's have a little fun and let's get a runner on the base of your soul because when we load the bases up the Lord's going to step in he's going to step into you and there's going to be the power of God the grace of God on your life and you're going to see that there's going to be an anointing released and there's going to be a grand slam and all the runners on all the bases all the three promises they're all going to come in this year praise God so for your soul so for your soul let's let's write these down write these down spirit soul body these are three things that you're going to step into this year. You're going to step into them, believing God for them. Spirit, soul, body. Now, I want you to skip down the soul. I want you to skip down the soul. And what we're going to do, first of all, for the soul today, is I want you to write something down that would just, that, that would make you happy. That for this thing to come into your life, just like the Lord, it says all of these things were created for His pleasure. That for this thing to come into your life, it would bring you pleasure. Now, don't, you don't have to go crazy, but just use your faith and release your faith for something that would make you have a level of comfort for your soul, that would make you happy, something that would bring joy into your life. Maybe for somebody, you, you have a house, and you like music, and you play the piano, but you don't have a piano in your home. And you just think, well, Pastor Stephen, that would make me so happy if I could have a piano. Now, you know, if you live in an apartment, you may not want to get a real piano because they can be a real challenge to get into your into your place and even uh, more difficult to get out. I, one time, me and Kelly, years back, we lived in an apartment, and the neighbor next to us, she had a grand piano in, in an apartment. Now, I, I would admit it was a nice apartment, uh, and it was a beautiful piano, but nevertheless, it, it was still in an apartment. It was a th in the, the apartment had three floors, three stories, and she had it put on the third story, and, you know, she lived on the different ones. And she had the piano of all places put on the third one, and sometimes we could hear her in there playing the piano. She played it really good, too. She would play beautiful classical music and things like that. But, you know, eventually uh, she, she moved out. <laughs> the, whole, the work of getting the piano out of an apartment, much less out of an apartment that's on the third floor with all the stairs, real small stairs that take the whole thing apart and all that silly stuff. So, but you could be somebody that says, Pastor Stephen, I still, I, I want be able to get some good music well go, go get a real high-end you know synthesizer you know get a Korg or get a you know something that would make you happy a Nord or whatever turns you on one of these beautiful synthesizer keyboards and then you know what you've got you got the equivalent now of like a hundred pianos in your place you can get any sound you want give it some speakers and you're ready to go but for somebody that would probably make you really really happy get a Kurzweil get something that just can put out these beautiful heavenly sounds and just 
and just go for it. So whatever that thing is, that soul pleasure, that pleasure that would make your soul happy, maybe for somebody it's a car. And, you know, that th- doesn't mean you got to go crazy and think, oh, yes, Pastor Stephen, Lamborghini. I'm writing it down right now. Well, you know, uh, that might not be the best fit for you. OK, so, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe just a, a Toyota Camry. I mean, after all, Toyota Camrys are those are nice looking cars today. You can just drive them forever and hardly ever have to fill them up. Same with the Hondas. They just go and go and go. And they're good. They're, all the vehicles today are good. Ford or whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Praise God. But it, find something that would make your soul happy that you can use your faith for and believe God for and put that on base. Okay. So right now I want you to think about what would make your soul happy. Okay. What would make your soul happy where you find pleasure in it? Praise God. Something that would make your soul happy. This is very important. This is very important. What would make your soul happy? One thing. We're not going to load the whole uh, infield up, okay, with, uh, you know, soul, soul, soul. No, we're just having one base for the soul. So whatever that thing is, write that down. Think about what it would be. Write it down right now. You know, it might be something that only costs a couple hundred dollars. Maybe you don't have a couple hundred dollars, but if you if you would, you'd go out and get that thing. Well, write that down. Okay. Doesn't mean it's got to be something exotic or crazy. It could be something that well, you know, if I just had that, that'd be so nice. That would really, really make me happy. All right. Well, the Lord's going to help you to get it, but you need to write it down and you need to put it down right now. Okay. And what you can do is put a scripture next to it. You could even put Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, the one that we just read, which says, and for your pleasure, they are and were created. That's from the King James Version. All of the things that are in the earth were created for the Lord's pleasure. That's why he made them. I mean, would you actually make something for your displeasure? That doesn't make any sense. It was made for his pleasure. So it's all good. Everything that he made was good. Okay. So believe God for something that would be soothing to your soul, would make you happy, that would just make you enjoyable. And I I don't know what it would be for you because everybody has different things they like. Uh, Somebody, you would like a nice necklace, Uh, you know. If, that, if that's what you would like, then just write that down. It could be something along that line. It could be something like, you know, like we said, maybe a car. Maybe that's a little bit too high for somebody. Maybe you, you have to reach for something else. That's okay. But whatever that thing would be, maybe somebody you just want to be able to take one international trip this year. You would just love to be able to travel to another nation and then come back and finally say, hey, I've got a passport and it, it's been stamped. I finally did it. I am now an international traveler. Okay, whatever that is, that thing that would make your soul very, very happy. Write that down. And you can put a scripture next to it because you always want to back up what you're believing God for with scripture and Revelation chapter four, verse 11 would be a very good scripture for that because these things can be for your pleasure. So one thing for your pleasure, Mm -mm. I tell you what, the Lord's going to help you hit the grand slam. I believe all of the bases, we're going to get them loaded up. They're all going to come in this year. But you know what? You've got to get the bases loaded. You're going to have to get these things down, get them on paper. There's only three of them, okay? And be focused on it. It's really, really going to help you. Okay, so we have covered the base of the soul first. Praise the Lord. And that's very important. So you have it written down. Good. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not quite sure. Well, just pray in the Spirit a little bit until you get it, and then write it down. And then what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to exercise Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Let me just read that to you. It's so simple. Let me just read it to you. And just do this. This is a beautiful, beautiful and powerful statement by the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things when you whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Okay. So the thing for your soul, do you have it written down? Good. Well, let's just ask for the Lord, ask the Lord for it right now. And just when you ask him, as soon as you finish praying, believe that you receive it. Okay. You could do that right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, right here, I have written down what I would like for my soul. I'm going to get something for spirit, soul, body. So Father, right now, I'm writing down what I would like for my soul, and here it is. I ask you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I believe I receive it right now. Okay? That's how you do that. 
that's how you do that and you stay on that praising God worshiping the Lord and you're going to see that the Lord will do the grand slam and it's going to come around the bases and it'll come in praise the Lord glory to God all right so write it down right now write it down right now ask God for it right now praise the Lord all right now let's go on to the next one let's do something for the body let's get a runner on base for the body pastor Stephen what should I do about my body well remember spirit soul body all three of them are very very important God wants to touch all three of these areas of your life this year he wants to do a grand slam for you we're going to have to get the bases loaded what do you want the Lord to do in your body well you need to write it down whatever that thing is right now you need to write it down we're going to load that base right now we're going to get a runner on base right now well pastor Stephen, I, I i do think i could lose a few pounds well you're probably in good company you know this is america we got fast food on every corner uh and if you can't even get to the restaurant they'll bring it to you so a lot of people have taken advantage of that and you know sometimes you just think well lord i think i would feel better maybe if i dialed down the weight a little bit and you might have a few others on the other end of the spectrum maybe maybe you need to build it up a little bit and i meet people like that i had a, a lady one time uh, she uh, came she came to the church and she said pastor Stephen, i want to i want to do a long fast i took one look at her and i said no absolutely not she was so skinny she was uh, uh, she had uh, hardly anything on her just uh, uh, like a pen like a pencil or a pen super skinny she had uh, I don't know had come off of some sicknesses and some uh, illnesses and it had just eaten her up there's hardly anything left of her and then she thought she's going to do a fast I said oh no this is not time for you to do a fast you, you go ahead and pray all you want but you need to be going down to the buffet table and you need to be building up so there's some people that need to build up there's some people that need to let loose and uh, 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 you know lose a little bit praise God and you need to believe that God will restore your health that anything that you've lost you get it back praise God that you get your health back and so right now on that base that would refer to your body okay put a runner on base right now if you need to lose some weight just write that on there and you know th these are things that are between you and the Lord and also tell the Lord how much you would like to lose and again don't don't go crazy Lord this year I'd like to lose 200 pounds well that's probably um, that's probably not a good thing so don't don't go crazy do something that's realistic uh, a lot of people that go through these crash diets these crash things uh, a lot of times they can they can see it go off quickly but because there's not a good understanding or a basic knowledge about health uh, oftentimes it can come back so we're not into fad diets or you know just doing something to have some kind of temporary you know feel good moment no we're into a lifestyle of serving the Lord we want to live our life out we don't want to shorten that I know you know you go back you know just 30 or 40 years I know amongst Pentecostal churches and really amongst Baptist churches too it was it was like a badge of honor that if you went to the church buffet it was a badge of honor to be able to like just really getting the gluttony it, you know to like prove your manhood you know and eat three heaping platefuls of food and then you're so overloaded with food they've almost got to roll you out uh, from the church meeting in a wheelbarrow out to your car because you're so full of food and uh, and that was considered to be a real man well unfortunately a lot of those real men had a lot of real heart problems and we need to take care of our bodies I'm not saying that we need to go around all trying to be Olympic athletes that's a very small minute fraction of people that are into that or that are on that lane but you need to take care of yourself whatever that is for your body that you need if you need a healing in your body if you need uh, your, your weight coming into your proper set weight the set weight that God determined that would be your body weight as a mature adult but yet you're off on that you would like to get to that talk to the Lord about that and if you need to lose some write the number down of how much you would like to lose is it 10 pounds 25 pounds you know eight pounds or whatever it is and I I know a man that was on 15 I believe it's 13 or 15 medications all from the doctor now none of it over the counter it was all you know heavy uh, medications that they were very powerful drugs and the doctor told this man because the man told me 
the doctor told this dear Christian man, Sir, if you will just lose 15 pounds, I will be able to take you off every single medication that you're on. You won't need them. Just this 15 pounds is causing these problems in your heart, these problems in your body. And if you would just lose 15 pounds, I can get you off every single one of these powerful drugs that you're having to take every, uh, every single day. And you know, when you see a person's pill chest of all these pills they have to take and the complexity of all of that, and this one has to be taken at this time and this one at that time. And if you mix this one up and take this one too close to that one, you'll get real sick. And, oh, I mean, you almost have to become a chemist to learn how to take all of that stuff. But you know what? That dear man never lost that 15 pounds and for years and years had to stay on all of those pills, all of those medications until eventually his life ended. But I just believe that there is a set body weight that God predetermined before you were ever born that when you become an adult, this will be your body weight. This is where you're comfortable at. Stay in that realm. Okay. Let the Holy Spirit help get you to that place. If you're already there, praise the Lord, put something else down for your body. Okay. So just write something down there that would be a blessing to your body. If you have arthritis, just say, Lord, this arthritis, this thing's coming off this year. Jesus has already paid for it at Calvary. I don't even have to wait, wait the whole year, but I'm just, I'm focused on it like, like a laser. I'm focusing on it with all of my faith, getting the basis loaded in these areas so that healing will be in your body and the promises of God will not just be on the pages of the Bible. They will be manifested in your life. Okay, so load the base right now for your body. Put something down there that you're believing God to do. If it's to lose weight, write that down. Write how many pounds you'd like to lose. If you want to gain some weight, that's fine. Whatever you're at, if there's something else that you need, believe God for it. Write it down. Put it on paper. We're going to load the bases first, second, and third, and then God's going to do His part. He's going to do what He can do. All right, now let's move on next to the area of your spirit. Woo, this is good. Spirit, soul, body. This one's very important because even if you, uh, the thing with your soul, let's say you receive that and makes you happy. You know what? If, you're, if your walk with the Lord's not right, those things, they don't have the value outside of a close walk with God. You always want the presence of the Lord in your life. You don't want to just be saved and just flop through life, and you, you never even know God's presence. That presence should be there continually, daily. The mercies of God are new every morning, and so you need to be up encountering the presence of the Lord and letting that oil of God be fresh, be poured afresh upon you on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Same way with your body. You're going to have your healed body, but if you're walking around doing all kinds of things and God's not even really in your life, you know, it's, you can just still do all of that stuff and have energy and strength in your body, like many sinners do. There's a lot of sinners out there. They're in health, running around, doing all kinds of stuff. But you know what? Without the Lord, you know, it's all meaningless. We need to know God, and we need to put God first. That way, everything will be pleasing and appropriate in our life. Now, let's load the final base. Let's load the Spirit. We're going to load third, third base first, second, and third. Everything's getting loaded up today. We're going to load it up for your spirit right now. And I want you to write it down for third base. I want you to write down what is, what is a commitment that you would like to make in your service to the Lord this year concerning your devotional life. Okay. If, if you believe in faith that you can meet the Lord for one hour every day, then you should write that down. Because there needs to be commitment in this area. Let me tell you, the devil's very sneaky. He's very, very cunning. He loves for you to take a spiritual vacation. He uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't care if you take like a, a, a you know vacation, go to Hawaii or something like that. But if you take a spiritual vacation, oh, he all of a sudden his his eyes are on you because he knows that if you stop praying even for 10 days or something like that, he can launch an attack on your life. And that's when he'll do it. He'll do it when he'll notice that you're letting your guard down. Okay. So you really need to make a commitment that you're going to meet the Lord every day and that you're going to load that base with a commitment to meet the Lord every day. Jesus said, could you not, could you not tarry? Could you not pray with me for one hour? Well, 
in your heart though if you feel that you can't do that and you don't really have the faith for that don't write that down but put something down even even if it's 20 minutes or 15 minutes all right pastor Stephen I can do that okay wherever your faith level is at write that down Lord I'm going to spend 15 minutes with you a day preferably now watch this before your day starts because remember once your day starts if you haven't put some time in with the Lord the day will just get running so fast that by the time the day is over you haven't had any time with God and you really need the anointing for the day not when the day is done because it's over with so you want to get this in before the day begins to roll get up early in the morning spend time with God and if you can make that commitment for 20 minutes, write it down right now. Load that third base right now, okay? So for some of you, you're more mature, you're more developed in the Lord, but we're talking about doing something that you're committing to that really for the whole year, you're just like, I believe I can make a run for this and not miss one day for the entire year. Now, we're already in, you know, several months into the year, okay? So, you know, just, you know, look at the remaining part of the year and think, can I do this every day without missing? I believe you can. So, you know, don't go crazy, but where your faith is at, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to meet God for six hours every day. Uh, that's probably not going to work for most people that are, uh, you know, uh, unless you, maybe you're retired and you're just sitting at home and, you know, you have free time to do that. But outside of that, most people could never do that. So you have to find that comfort area, that area where your faith is comfortable at, and that area where you, you feel like, yes, I can do this and write it down. Okay. For some of you, it will be an hour. You're mature enough in the Lord, and you've already been doing that already, so that, that's something that you could commit to. But you really want to commit to it and lock it in so you don't have these, like, you know, 10-day hiatuses where you just don't show up. And the Lord's like, wow, we were having really good fellowship. I wonder what happened to her. Where'd she go? Well, he, he knows where you went and stuff like that, but he wants you to be there. So it's a commitment to run with the Lord like Enoch, walking with the Lord daily, okay, every day of this year. And just load that base right now. What would you like to put down? But because we're loading the bases today in this service, in this message, okay? We've got something for your soul that'll make you happy. We've, we've got something for your body that'll keep you going long on the earth because you don't need to check out prematurely and, you know, uh, not finish your assignment. So you need to take care of the house, of the body that you live in, okay? Now, the spirit, you've got to get something on the third base, something for your spirit so that this whole thing will have meaning and value to it, okay? For some of you, you could write down an hour because you're going to be there every morning seeking the Lord, every morning seeking the Lord, every morning seeking the Lord, spending time with God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really know what to pray about. Uh, what do I pray? For? What do I do? Well, you can pray the Lord's Prayer. You can pray the prayers of Paul, the epistles the, where he wrote those beautiful prayers. But you could also do a lot of praying, not just in English or your native language. You can do a lot of praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, just worshiping the Lord, praying in tongues. And the Holy Spirit will help you cover many, many things as you pray in the Holy Spirit. So that's something that you could do also if you're trying to get a time allocation that you're going to commit to, or 30 or maybe 45 minutes for many of you an hour. For some of you, there will be some. I'm sure you want to push beyond that because you're already comfortable with that level. But put that down. Load the base. Load it right now. Praise God. Take your pen. Write it down. What would you like to make that commitment to be? Okay. Pastor Stephen, what are we doing? We are loading the bases. And you know, it's very important because when you load the base for your spirit, when you're making that commitment to walk with God, what will happen is that when you're praying in tongues and you're just fellowshipping with God early in the morning, for, for that period of time that you have allocated as your time with God, what will happen is that as you pray in tongues a whole lot, it, it begins to vaporize impure desires. In, in other words, if you, if you don't have a good prayer life, there's so many things in the world that pull at you and will try to tempt you and will try to hook you and grab you. But when you pray in tongues a whole lot, it creates a cleansing and it will vaporize. It will disintegrate impure desires. It will keep you from drifting over in the things that your flesh would like, but your spirit knows, no, that's not right. We need to walk with the Lord. And the flesh might think, well, I want to go over there and investigate that and find out more about that. But when you pray in the spirit a whole lot, You'll lose all appetite for those things, and you'll have a heart for the Lord. You know, as, as an athlete, uh, you know, all, I was an athlete all through high school, and then uh, all through college, I was a runner, track and field, and things like that. 
when you are really doing a high level exercise every day and a lot of sweat and just a lot a lot of running for me as a distance runner just a lot of miles and a lot of sweat you'll lose appetite for desserts I mean, you could look at it and think, oh, it looks kind of cool, but you're just, you're like, I, 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 don't, I don't have any hunger for it, though. You may think, wow, that chocolate cake looks amazing, but something happens to your body, to your physiology. When you sweat and you exercise like that, you release all kinds of endorphins and uh, good things into your body and to your brain and throughout your bloodstream, and you just look at, you know, like Hostess Twinkies, or you look at a chocolate cake and you think, uh, I have no, uh, may look nice, but I have no appetite for it. Why? Because you're the, you're, you have moved into the physiology of an athlete. But if you don't exercise and you don't move and you don't ever do uh, any type of activity, oh, wow, uh, oh, cake, yeah, it lo looks really good. I'll, I'll take a slice. I'll take two with ice cream, three scoops of ice cream on the side. <laughs> and this is something for those of you that have been in athletics, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't, you would have to merge into it to experience that. And that's why God, you know, allowed our skin to have this ability to sweat because it, it's going to, it, it creates a cleansing. You get all of those things out. It's released so much of it out to your body toxins and things like that. It's very, very good for your body. But see the same thing when you're praying in tongues, praying in the spirit, and you're just going at it. Then make, use a little English and pray for the president, and then pray for the leaders of your of the nation and of your state and so forth. Then pray for, you know, please pray for me and, and, and pray for my family, and then pray for the things that God will put on your heart pertaining to your life and God's plan for your life and just also mix mix that in with, with tongues but when you do that it just praying in tongues is like the exercise it just vaporizes disintegrates it causes to go uh, into a it just leaves it's like vaporized impure desires well, Pastor Stephen, how do you explain that? I don't really know how to explain it. I don't know why when you exercise and you really get into exercise that you really begin to lose a taste or craving for, for sweet stuff. It just, it just goes away. Okay. And I don't know why that when you pray in tongues a whole lot, that the things of the world, they, they can, they're still there. You still see them, but it's just, you're just like, I'm dead to it. Hallelujah. And you confess it in Christ, but there also comes a reality, just like what Paul, where Paul said. He said, I've been, I've been crucified with Christ. And he, he just basically said, I'm dead to that stuff. And he's not saying it out of his head. He's actually said out of his heart. He reached a place where he's, he's dead to it. Now, it doesn't mean he's perfect. It doesn't mean he's like infallible and he can't sin, but it does mean that he's in his zone. And as far as he's concerned, he has no interest or, or intention of coming out of it. Okay. So that's the way it is. You can get real close to the Lord. Just start praying in the spirit a whole lot. And it just vaporizes goofy carnal desires. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Okay. That's loading up third base. Hallelujah. So on third base, which is your spirit, put something down there. How much time do you want to spend with the Lord? What would you give to the Lord as a dedication? Okay. Because you want the full experience, your body blessed, your soul happy. And, you know, you're going to walk this out with God for this year, okay? Praise the Lord. Write it down right now. Praise the Lord. Write it down right now. And we're going to pray over it. We're going to pray over all three. And the Lord is going to cause the anointing for the grand slam to come. Mm -mm. You and the Lord working together. The Lord's going to step into you. His grace is going to touch you. And you're going to swing that bat so hard. You're going to hit that ball so hard. It's going to be knocked out of the park. Praise God. What happens? All the runners come around across home base. And they are, they, they made it home. Okay. So the promises, these three things. I believe with all my heart, you'll finish out the year. And you'll realize that you are more consistent in your walk with God this year than any other time in your life. But you have to get it on paper, and you have to keep this before you. What I do is I have it on paper, 
but I also have it on my on my iPhone because you have these apps, and so I have you know the the Note app. But on the various notes I have, I have it my own dedicated note, and there they are. Those those are the three things that are my focus, my time, my commitment to the Lord. And so you put those things that are in a place where you can see it very very easy. That way you can focus on it and praise the Lord. Now you have other things that will require your attention this year, but those are the three things that the Lord is going to cause to round the bases and come home into your life this year. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to pray and commit it to the Lord? Do you have them all written out? First base, second base, third base, okay? You got something for your spirit, okay? How much time you're going to spend with the Lord daily? And a commitment not to skip, not to miss, okay? And you know, I tried to always hold that steady, even when I'm traveling. Uh, I've got to fly out tomorrow morning, from Charlotte Airport, so I know it's you know almost two hours to drive there, and I know I've got a morning flight, and I know I'm leaving early in the morning. What does that mean for me? It means I've got to get up extra extra early to spend time with the Lord to get my prayer time in before I ever leave the house. Okay, so those are just things that you incorporate into your life, and sometimes sometimes you may have to tag some more on into the you know free time later in the evening if you have that to fill that full uh, amount that full commitment. But preferably, you want to try to get it all up front in the morning. Praise God. Always go big in the morning, and things will go so much smoother for you. Okay? So if you have them all written down right now, I want to pray for you right now. Why don't you put your hand on them? Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your precious people that are watching today. They've got the bases loaded. They have got the bases loaded. They've got a runner on first, second, and third. And so, Lord, I just thank you that all the runners are going to come home and you're going to help them by your grace by your power to swing the bat and they're going to see that this year all runners are coming in we thank you father god that they have set good goals according to jeremiah 29 11, it's a good plan it's a good goal it's a clear vision it's written out even as habakkuk said it's very easy to read it's very easy to see and father these are things that will add dignity to their life these are things that will add your virtues into their life father god these are things that will bring comfort into their life these are things that will add value and joy to their life so father the bases are loaded father god let it be fulfilled this year in jesus name we all agree and say "Woo, amen amen now that means you have to get busy for instance, on the area with your body, let's say that you want it to lose a few pounds, okay? That doesn't mean you just sit, sit back and say, now, Lord, I'm, I'm, written, I'm waiting for that angel touch. I'm waiting for an angel to reach out with a feather and poke me on top of the head with it. And suddenly I lose all the weight and I have to go out and buy new clothes because I lost so much weight. No, that means that you need to do the things in the natural and the grace of God will be released to help you to step into that. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Pastor Stephen, I have arthritis. Well, you know, uh, a lot of times arthritis comes from people because there's no movement. I'm not saying that's the case all the time. It's certainly not. But sometimes people just don't move, and then things be begin to lock up and freeze up. Just like if you take a mechanical piece and you let it sit for 20 years, it will seize up. It will because of no movement. So we have to keep things moving. So find some way where you can uh, release your faith and put works to your faith in that area, and you'll see you'll start moving towards it. Hallelujah. And all the runners are going to come home. All the runners are going to come home. Bases loaded, and you're going to get the grand slam. Father, we give you all the praise. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Keep this with you. Keep it on a piece of paper, and also keep it on a, a, a note, preferably something that would be like um, close by you. So it's good to have it on your smartphone, okay? Keep it on your phone or tablet or that device that you always keep nearby you. Praise God. All right, let's now take Holy Communion. We're going to read a verse. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. And it says in verse 15, but the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds 
I will write them. So this is referring to the new covenant, which is what we're in right now. We're no longer under the old covenant. We are now in the new covenant. Verse 17, then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. That verse right there, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17 is the crowning promise of the entire new covenant. Let me read it to you one one more time their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Okay. So they're washed away with the blood of Jesus and even the remembrance of them. God removes that as well. God does not remember your sin. He forgives your sin and he washes it all away and it is gone. He has no memory of your sin. Aren't you glad? And the blood of Jesus cleanses your heart from all sin. It cleanses your heart so that you go before the Lord and you have a clean conscience. See, your conscience could never be clean if God was holding over you the memory of that sin. I remember what you did 14 years ago. I remember it. And I'm still watching you because I remember I don't trust you. No, <laughs> no. God forgives and he forgets. He wipes the memory of it away. Now, we may still have recall of it, but the cleansing of the conscience takes place where even though you may remember it in your mind, you know that you are clean because you have been cleansed, even your conscience has, with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we take communion today, and please grab uh, some bread and some grape juice, we thank God that our sins are forgiven, and they are also forgotten. Woo, he remembers them no more. I was in a church service one time, a couple thousand people in the meeting. I was in college, a Bible college, and I was visiting a certain church with a brilliant pastor. He actually uh, had entire books of the Bible memorized. I actually sat in one of his service, one of his services where he quoted without looking perfectly the entire book of First Corinthians. Not not a few chapters, the whole book. Okay, and you know, there's a lot of chapters in there. So he went through the every chapter, verse by verse, read the whole thing. It took uh, like an hour or something like that for him to do it. Now we all had our Bibles open and we're following along with him as he's, uh, you know, quoting the the entire book to us. But he had great knowledge of the Word of God. But some of the practical aspects of the goodness of God he didn't understand. One time he actually before the church. He told the church, he said, God will forgive your sins, but he'll never forget them. And he said it just like that with a big emphasis on like he'll always remember it. And when he did that, because I was sitting in the back, you know, I'm just a young person sitting, hanging out in the back. Uh, when he did that, I looked around, I could see almost the entire church like, like almost dropped their, and some did, some, some physically just dropped their heads. And I could tell exactly what they're thinking, because I was thinking the same thing. Oh, we're in big trouble. <laughs> Woo, we're in big trouble. And you, it was like a sigh, uh, like a groan was released. And he was a brilliant man. But some of the areas of the goodness of God, even at the basic elements of the God's goodness, he didn't understand it. I think he was a little too hard on himself. And if you're hard on yourself, you're going to be in, end up being hard on others too. <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's he's still a wonderful pastor. But here, thank God, we know the truth. Jesus reveals their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Praise God. Because of that, we can go before God with confidence and know that we are accepted by Him. Hallelujah. Now, today, if you don't know Christ. If you don't know God, then you are separated from Him because of your sins. But provision has been made, and that person who made the provision is Jesus. He shed His blood for the forgiveness of your sins. If you'll put your faith and trust in Him, then you can have His eternal life imparted into you right now. If you don't know Christ, but you would like to pray this prayer after me, say, Jesus, I believe you are the Lord and Savior. And I ask you to come into my heart now and save me. Jesus, wash my sins away and forget them forever. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in your book of life. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. 
Amen. And my friends, he heard that prayer and he answered, yes, and he has saved you. He has washed your sins away and he will never bring them up to you. Praise the Lord. All right, let's take Holy Communion. Father, we thank you for the bread. We thank you for the juice. Father, we consecrate it and bless it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Christ our Savior. Father, as we receive his body, we thank you that our sins and our iniquities, our lawless deeds, you remember no more. We give you all of the praise. We believe it. We rejoice in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the body of Christ. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, able to remove all sin and all stain, regardless of what it is. Thank you, Father. There are some detergents that can't remove certain stains, but the blood of Jesus can wash as whiter than snow. It can wash any sin away. And Father, leave no trace or recall of that sin. We thank you for total forgiveness. And Father, we certainly forgive anybody who has sinned against us. We forgive others and we bless them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Woo! Praise the Lord. The bat that you swing to bring the runners home is the Word of God. And you use it in faith. Hallelujah. And you're going to see that the three things will be completely fulfilled this year. Thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Bye-bye.